Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of SEC Talks. This is your co-host, Caden, and I am doing a solo episode. As you guys already know at this point, Jackson and I are all over the place. But we plan on posting two episodes tonight, so Jackson will be on the next episode. But I'm doing this first one by myself. But I'm super excited to be talking to you guys again. It feels like forever since we have connected but i'm going to bring you guys an episode about lsu football so this is an episode that i myself was super excited to do because lsu is a very interesting team to talk about they're kind of in the same category to me as tennessee and the sec whereas you know bama and georgia are kind of the top dogs i know no pun intended i know that um LSU won the SEC West last year, but at the same time, they really haven't overtaken Bama in the West because, in my opinion, that they were like the worst team that had been in an SEC championship game in a long time because they were, I believe, 9-3 and three entering that game. And... I think I told somebody, I probably told a couple people this last year. I maybe have even said this on the podcast, but that was the most meaningless SEC championship game of all time. It had to have been because to my recollection, I'm not that old, 24 years old, but to my recollection, the SEC championship game has always had some sort of say so on the national championship, um, BCS, and now the college football playoff. And whoever wins gets in, whoever loses is out, and maybe even a team behind them sneaks in, like Alabama a couple years back. And uh, I know people were fighting for and thinking that either Alabama or Tennessee still should have gotten in the playoff this year over TCU. If anybody, it should have been Tennessee. But, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But LSU, they did win SEC West last year, so you got to give them their credit. And – the reason why they made the SEC championship and won the West at nine and three is because one of their losses was to Florida state, the very first game of the year. So the SEC championship game only rides on the conference record and not on the overall record because Bama only had two losses and one of which was to LSU and the other one was to Tennessee. So Bama was 10 and two and LSU was nine and three but it goes to the SEC record, which they both had two losses in the SEC, but LSU had beaten Bama head-to-head. So that's how LSU got in the, into the SEC championship, for those of you who didn't know. But LSU this year, I'm expecting a lot from them this year as well, mainly because their main man, quarterback Jaden Daniels, is returning. And I know me and Hanley, you, should got, you guys should go back and listen to that episode last year. Um, me and Hanley got into it a little bit about who would be better, Jaden Daniels. I said Jaden Daniels, and he said TJ Finley, which looking back at that now, that is just laughable. But Jaden Daniels had a way better year, obviously. But to Hanley's point, Jaden Daniels, he was coming from Arizona State. He was a really high recruit, really high, highly rated 
four or five star dual threat quarterback coming out of high school and went to Arizona State, which I think he was their top recruit of all time or one of their top recruits of all time, something of that nature. But he had thrown like 10 touchdowns and 10 interceptions coming into last year at LSU at Arizona State. So, I mean, to Hanley's credit, it was a worthy argument. Looking back on it, though, it's kind of funny to think about T.J. Finley versus Jaden Daniels. But LSU, I really do think they have a chance to run it back as SEC West champions. And I would put them – I would I would currently put them as fourth best team in the SEC. And my top team I have is Georgia. My second best team I actually have is Tennessee. The only reason I have Tennessee ahead of Bama is because Bama does not have certainty at quarterback. And I strongly believe that this is essentially the same Bama team without Bryce Young. Now, they still have a couple key defensive players there, like Kool-Aid, McKinstry, but they lost Jordan Battle, and they lost, obviously, offensive weapons and um, Jameer Gibbs. They don't really have that standout receiver that we're used to seeing with Bama. But if Bama did not have Bryce Young last year, I truly believe they would have been eight and four, and because they they would have lost to A and M probably, they would have lost to Texas. Yeah, and there's there you go. That's the eight and four. So because they lost to LSU, Tennessee, and then they would have lost to A and M and Texas, in my humble opinion. But well. Bryce Young didn't even play against Texas A&M, actually, now I'm thinking about it. It was Jalen Milrow. But still, Texas A&M had that game in the bag. But to my point, Bryce Young really carried that Bama team last year. And this year, Bama does not know who their starter is going to be. And they have no one even close on the roster to Bryce Young's talent. So that's why I'm putting Bama behind Tennessee. So putting Bama at number three, and that just speaks to how solid Bama is. Because any other team who had the uncertainty, like Bama has at quarterback and at receiver and running back and all these things would be more so the middle of the pack. But Bama is Bama. Tennessee does play Bama at Bama this year. So there could be that that's going to be a really good game. But the only thing really for me putting Tennessee ahead of Bama right now is Tennessee's certainty at quarterback and Bama's lack of certainty. But then that moves into the main point of the episode, which is LSU at number four. So LSU also, I think Georgia's top dog, once again, no pun intended, but it would also not surprise me if LSU beat Bama again. Now, they don't play Tennessee again, so that's not going to happen. We waxed them last year. That was embarrassing for LSU. But I don't – we'll get into the schedule. I'm not sure off the top of my head if 
LSU plays Georgia this year. But it would not surprise me at all if LSU beat Bama again with Jane Daniels. Now, that game is in Tuscaloosa also. So both of Bama's losses last year were away, and they have both of those same teams at home this year. So, and as we know, Bama never plays Georgia. I'm super excited to see them play Georgia in 2024 in the regular season. That's, again, another conversation. So Georgia 1, Tennessee 2, Bama 3, LSU 4 right now. And I would not be mad if somebody said I have LSU as my number two team in the SEC. I would not be upset if somebody said I have LSU as my number three team in the SEC. But for me coming in, even though they do have certainty at quarterback with Jaden Daniels, I do not think Jaden Daniels is a Heisman-worthy quarterback or anything. And there were plenty of games last year where Jaden Daniels was very bad. Now, he had a couple of games where he threw for under 100 yards. Now, he, he utilizes his legs a lot. But I don't, like I said, I don't think he's so such an amazing quarterback or anything. I do think he'll be a lot better this year. But he seemed like a, a better Will Levis to me at times last year. So I know that may sound kind of harsh given the fact that he won the SEC West once again at 9-3. and three. But go check the stat sheet. There were plenty of games last year, and we'll go over some of them, where he did not look good. So now obviously LSU lost Kayshawn Booty, Boutte, Booty. I think it's actually Booty, but who knows. They lost him. Now... That was by far the biggest loss, even though he was kind of – he got overshadowed a lot last year by other guys, and people were talking about him as a top-10 pick coming into the year, and he didn't have the season they expected. But he is gone. So we'll see what Jaden Daniels is able to do without that true, true number one wide receiver. But – Let's get into last year's schedule real quick. So, LSU. Let me see. All righty. Is this? Yep, here we go. So, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, Florida State opened the season with a W against the, the Tigers. And that was in New Orleans in the Caesar Superdome. So, still basically a home game for LSU because they're in New Orleans. And there's tons of LSU fans. If you just go to Louisiana, LSU fans are all over the place. It's They're definitely in my opinion, the second-best fan base in the SEC behind Rocky Top. But so they lost that game 24-23, to and that was a last-second thing, too. If you guys watched that game, it was very good. And they have a home-and-home with them, or not home-and-home, but they do play Florida State again this year. So the start of the season 0-1. Then they they, um, won the next game against Southern, they beat them 65 to 17. That's no surprise. The next game, they beat Mississippi State 31 to 16. Okay. 
So let's check out. Nope. Nope. Sorry, guys. You would think I'd know how to work a computer. All right, here we go. All right, so now they're two and three. Next game, they beat New Mexico. They beat the Lobos. That's their mascot. Didn't even know that. It's kind of cool. The Lobos. What is a Lobo? Let me know because I don't know what a Lobo is. Maybe I should know. Maybe I shouldn't. Who knows? That's funny. All right. They beat the Lobos 38-0 in Baton Rouge, obviously. Then they went to Jordan-Hare at Auburn, and they won that game 21-17. to So now at this point, they are 4-1. and So they bounced back from the open, opening the season on a loss. Then Tennessee came to Baton Rouge. And Tennessee beat LSU forty to thirteen, so that was that was a big time loss, obviously. So at this point now they are four and two, so it's still a decent start to the first six games of the season. At Florida, they won that game forty five to thirty five, and if you watch that game, if I remember correctly, LSU was up big, and then Florida closed the gap like pretty quickly and then LSU kind of just ran away with it at the end. But now at this point they are five and two. Then Ole Miss came to Baton Rouge and LSU won 45 to 20. So now they are six and two. Then they had a bye week. Then they had the Crimson Tide come to Baton Rouge. And LSU won that game 32 to 31 in overtime. That was a thriller. So LSU, no, Bama had the ball first, scored a touchdown, kicked the extra point, if I remember correctly. And then LSU scored a touchdown and went for two and converted a two-point conversion, so one by one point. So that was exciting. More excited to see LSU win. I mean, see Bama lose and LSU win. So at this point, they are, what is that, 7-2? Something like that? Yeah. Then they went to Arkansas. And they won that game 13-10. to So that was a thriller, as you might guess. It sounded, sounds like a boring game. Then UAB went to Baton Rouge, and they beat UAB 41-10. to So at this point, they are 10, no, 9-2. and Then last regular season game of the year, People were calling this just to be funny because Texas A&M was horrible last year. But people were saying, watch. Because at this point, LSU had already clinched the West, so they were going to be an SEC championship game. So the Texas A&M game really didn't matter in terms of the SEC championship, but it did matter in terms of the college football playoff. Because if they would have beat Texas A&M, they would have gone into the college, into the SEC championship at 10-2. and two, And then if they would have beaten Georgia, they – would have made the playoff. 99% would have made the playoff. But all in all, it really doesn't matter because they wouldn't have beat Georgia either way. But they did lose to Texas A&M, which is, I still don't know how. And that was at Kyle Field. So they finished the regular season 9-3. Then SEC Championship game, as I said, the most meaningless SEC Championship game of all time. They lost to Georgia 50-30. to 30. So that was as expected. 
So at this point, obviously, they didn't have a chance to. It's crazy. So they won SEC West, and they were like at the end of the year. They were before their bowl game. They were nine and four. You couldn't have paid me last year to tell me that the loser of the SEC championship game was going to be nine and four. That's crazy to me. I don't think that's ever happened. I need to look that up to see if it has happened because I don't think it's happened. But that's wild. Wild to me. But they played in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl against the Boilermakers, which for those of you who don't know is Purdue. And Tennessee fans, we have a bad taste in our mouth against Purdue after getting cheated in the bowl game against them two years ago. Once again, another conversation for another day. But they beat Purdue 63-7. to So they laid it on them. But I don't think Purdue had their quarterback. I think Aiden O'Connell was their quarterback. I think he got drafted. Um, I think Purdue had some other guys sit out. But still, at the end of the day, it's not like they beat them 21-7. to Like, they beat them 63-7. to So I don't know. Obviously, Aiden O'Connell doesn't play defense. And but LSU had like most of their guys play, and obviously Jaden Daniels knew he was coming back, so he played in that game. So sixty-three to seven. So LSU finished the year ten and four. Is that right? Yeah, finished the year ten and four. So once again, a really good year. Won the SEC West. So it's now you won the SEC West, bringing back your starting quarterback and Georgia has uncertainty at quarterback still think georgia's georgia obviously and i think they're gonna win it all probably again if i bet on anybody it'd be them but i would i would say it's fair to predict the only two teams to come out of the west are lsu and bama i don't know who else would but so that's 2022 so let me, let me see how we're doing on time. Okay, we're good. All right, 2023 recruiting rankings. I want to touch on that real quick. So if we look at 2023's class, LSU finished sixth, which is really good. And that is third in SEC. So if that tells you anything, SEC is so dominant, as we already know, every year in every sport at this point. What's crazy is that three of the non-SEC teams in these 2023 rankings, and this is all according to 247 Sports, two of the three are joining the SEC in Texas and Oklahoma. So it's Bama, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU. And then Tennessee's at 10. So two years from now, six of the top 10 teams in 2023 recruiting are in the SEC. So, sixth in the nation, third in the SEC. They have 26 commits, two of which are five-star, 16 are four-star, and eight are three-star. So, let me touch on a couple big names real quick. So, their five-stars are Zalance Hurd. He's offensive tackle from Monroe, Louisiana, the number three offensive tackle in the nation, once again, according to 247. Six five and a half, three hundred ten pounds. He's a monster. Then Deshaun Womack, he is an edge out of Baltimore, Maryland. Six four two forty. 
the third ranked edge in the country, the number one player in the state of Louisiana. So they have the two, no, Maryland, sorry. I don't know why I said that. Number one player in Maryland. And then those are the two five stars. And at this point, they had 25 guys enrolled. And one guy, Connor Gilbreth, he is a hard commit. He's a three-star offensive tackle. According to this, he's not enrolled. I don't know how that's possible. But their transfer rank, this is interesting. So their transfer rank is actually number one in the nation. So they have pretty big schools, pretty big school guys coming to them. So they have a guy... Logan Diggs, he's a running back from Notre Dame. He's he's expected to be really good. He's actually a higher recruit in the transfer portal than he was coming out of high school. So that's that's kind of cool. Mason Lunsford from Maryland, offensive tackle. Ovi Agufo, I apologize for 100% saying that wrong, I'm sure. He is an edge from Texas. J.K. Johnson, corner from Ohio State. See Jordan Jefferson, a D lineman from West Virginia. Denver Harris, who is a cornerback from Texas A&M. He's actually a five-star coming out of high school and a five-star in the transfer portal. So that's interesting. I've never heard his name. I wonder if he actually, if maybe he was just enrolled at A&M for a year. He was probably one of those guys who went to A&M for what everybody said the class that got bought with NIL money. And then, because, you know, A&M had a bunch of guys leave this year, which is kind of funny. So he's probably, if I had to guess, he was probably a a freshman this past year, a true freshman, and then just left. So that's probably why he's a five-star still in the transfer portal. Jalen Lee, D-lineman from Florida. Braden Swenson, edge from Oregon. Aaron Anderson, a wide receiver from Alabama. So they had a very good transfer class. As I said, number one in the nation. So that's pretty big time. Now, to wrap up, let's go ahead and make some predictions. Okay, so as I said, they play Florida State opening game of the year. I'm going to guess, I'm going to go with LSU, so 1-0. and Then they got Grambling State. I'm going to go with LSU, so 2-0. and They got Mississippi State. I'm going to go with LSU, so 3-0. and Then they got Arkansas at LSU. I'm going to go LSU, so 4-0. and Then they got Ole Miss at Ole Miss. I'm going to go LSU, 5-0. LSU at Missouri. I'm going to go LSU, 6-0. Auburn at LSU. I'm going to go LSU, 7-0. Then Army at LSU, LSU. I'm going 8-0. LSU at Bama. This is my one loss for LSU is at Bama. Going Bama. Then Florida at LSU, going LSU. Georgia State at LSU, going LSU. Texas A&M at LSU, I'm going LSU. So I have LSU at 11-1. Now, LSU can still make the SEC Championship, 
but they need Bama to lose two games. One of which I'm predicting will be Tennessee. The other of which, I don't know. So, the games between LSU, Alabama, and Tennessee, those three, and Georgia, those top four teams, are going to decide a lot. Because we've already talked about Georgia's schedule. Nobody will even... Georgia won't even have to prepare for anybody except Tennessee. It's ridiculous how easy their schedule is. But really, all of those teams can only lose one game to be able to make it to the SEC championship. And obviously, you it's best to lose to a team that's not one of those top four because then that team owns the head-to-head. So when those when all those four teams play each other, that's going to be big. So, yeah, I'm predicting 11-1 with Alabama being their one loss and Alabama coming out of the West, because I think Alabama will be 11-1 as well. But their one loss will be to Tennessee – so, Bama will have the head-to-head against LSU, so they will play in the SEC Championship. So, let me know what you guys think about my LSU predictions. And LSU fans, tell me what you think I got right. Tell me what you think I got wrong. But otherwise, guys, I'm glad I had a chance to talk to you guys again. Like I said, I feel like it's been forever. The next couple weeks still going to be insane for us, but we're going to bring you guys as much content as possible. Let us know if you guys want to be on the show. We love having guests. If you have ideas for a show or things you want to talk about in certain episodes. Other than that, guys, hope you all have a great evening. Your rest of your day, whenever you're listening to this podcast, a great whatever time is remaining. And I look forward to talking to you guys next time.